Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Do I Still Love It? Uh, the podcast that you eject, blow vigorously into, and then shove it back in, hoping to God it'll play this time. I'm your host, Marshall James. And I'm Laura Weiss. And every week, uh, along with a special guest, we rewatch a movie or a TV show that we loved when we were kids to see whether or not it holds up now that we're grown-ups. And this week, that little kid, all grown up, is comedian and actor Ben Tibbles. Hi, guys. <laughs> this is my regular voice. That was. A... I was gonna say, are you sure you're all grown up? Yeah, no, I'm not. If get... not, you're. I wasn't you're... gonna hold that through the whole. You thing. You snuck in here with your big trench coat and your three little kids <laughs> ben, inside. Ben, ben Tibbles is actually three kids stacked on top of one another. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my secret. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, uh, we're so glad to have you on because you were the one who recommended that we watch <laughs> this movie uh, that has been suggested by so many people. Uh, for us to do, but really? you're the first one to say, I want to do this one. Uh, so uh, the, Proud, <laughs> proud, proud sponsor of Three Ninjas. Right, so that movie is 1992's Three Ninjas. I gave it away, oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert, Ben. Ah, I'm so bad at this show already. <laughs> it's okay, you get multiple tries at it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Three Ninjas, uh, which, uh, you know, the, the movie kind of is explained in the title, but why don't, you take, <laughs> why don't you take a whack at, in 30 seconds or less, what do you remember this movie being about? Okay, so it's it's three brothers uh, whose names I don't remember except the, one of them is Rocky, and they get training. <laughs> Rocky, like Rocky the boxer? Rocky is his name. Okay. There's a, I, I'll get into that later. Okay. There's, it's a whole thing. Um, but it's Rocky and his two younger brothers, and they get ninja training from their grandfather, an older, presumably retired Japanese ninja. Re- retired, retired ninja? ninja. <laughs> Still Japanese. What are the benefits packages like for, for being a ninja? I don't, I don't know. Uh, You're still probably pretty stealthy. Yeah. Do uh, uh, you think they are exempted from the <laughs> healthcare marketplace? Go on. <laughs> uh, so they receive that training. Um, however, their grandfather has, from his past, trained a man who is now a crime boss. Okay. And uses his ninja training for evil. Uh, like the Shredder. Like the Shredder, but not as cool. Okay. It's played by Dime Store Steven Seagal. And Steven Seagal's already like Dime Store Steven Seagal. Oh, so it's not Steven real, Seagal. It's, it's not someone Steven who's like Seagal. It's some guy, yeah, who is, <laughs> who's actually in better shape than Steven Seagal has ever been. Oh my in. god, I'm so ready. <laughs> and, and so he's he's using his ninja training for evil, and to put for leverage in something. Oh, because their dad. Is an FBI agent? The middle generation. Yeah, between the middle the three generation. Ninjas and Ninja Grandpa. Okay, so Ninja Grandpa is mom's dad. Okay. Right? Their dad, the guy who married into this crazy ninja family, is an FBI agent on the tail of this evil st- ninja. Evil Steven Seagal. Ooh. And so for leverage, Drama. he tries to kidnap the boys. But he doesn't know. But he doesn't that know. They're, that they're ninjas. They're ninjas. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so ready. Oh, also he sends his like bumbling nephew to go kidnap them at first. And for the longest time, I thought it was Jay and Silent Bob's like first appearance in film cuz they look like you're going to see it and you're oh going to understand gosh. why I got them confused as a young man. Okay. <laughs> so, 
Uh, so I, you've already given me plenty of answers to this question, I'm but sorry. why do you remember? No, 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 no. You're, no. Uh, I, I, I'm oh, giving man, you a chance to Oh man, the shame is already happening. Yeah. And we haven't even watched the. Movie I was yet. raised Catholic, so I just shame everywhere, <laughs> everywhere you look. So uh, aside from the reasons you've already given, why do you think little Ben Tibbles loved this movie? Um, little Ben Tibbles was obsessed with ninjas. Okay. I thought they were the coolest thing. I feel you. I, it started with Ninja Turtles. Oh my gosh, I'm totally there. My dad said that uh, when he took my brother and I to see the original Ninja Turtles, we had the entire movie theater surrounding us in the lobby afterwards because we were just doing karate moves and everyone thought it was hilarious. Oh, sweet. So you were Aww. those kids. I, we were those kids. Making oh, a I scene. Was, I was spazzing on ninja <laughs> stuff when I was a kid. Uh, so like... Ninja Turtles, Surf Ninjas, Three Ninjas, all of this stuff was super cool to me. Oh man, yeah. So this came about like in the late, in the late, well, you know, it's 1992, so it's right after the late 80s wave of ninja everything. Yeah. Like Ninja yeah. Turtles was so successful that they're like, okay, kids love martial arts. We are going <laughs> to put ninjas and kung fu, and you know, like soon Power Rangers comes out. Like everything is like, Hoya! like everything is ninja yeah. fighting. You know, and there's another element that I. I forgot to that i just thought about now i don't know where this movie came out in relation to uh home alone but there's a lot of like booby trap setting and like thwarting home invaders home alone is 1990 if i'm not mistaken and so so it's the perfect timing yeah yeah. right so this is like yeah it's a blend yeah because because we just got done reviewing blank check which is similarly a uh, home alone has home alone style no no we're not gonna say it has home alone style booby traps the actual poster says if you loved home alone you will love blank check (laughs) it's like please please bring us that home alone money even though as i remember because i saw blank check in the theaters Uh uh-huh it's one of my earliest movie going experiences that i remember i don't remember much boob be trappery. It's it, only at the end, the and it has none of right. the charm. And none. Of it. It's just a lot of tone loke falling down. They they just they just shoehorned in the booby trappery for the purposes of saying it's like Home Alone. Yeah, that was some old producer going, "Hey, you know what made money last time? All them traps. You should put traps in the movie." <laughs> yeah. So that same producer produced Three Ninjas. It's yeah. like, well, let's get more traps in here. We like you know this one like Trek. <laughs> Those traps, that's what everyone came for. The traps at the end. <laughs> yeah. So this movie was directed by John Turtletaub, who of like, course. made Cool Runnings and Phenomenon really? and National Treasure. <laughs> so this guy is a very successful family filmmaker. Can you talk to me about the last name Turtletaub? Turtletaub? Yeah. It's spelled Turtle, T-A-U-B. See, do... I've seen this name, but I've never heard it said out loud. So I've never it's... seen this name. It's never, uh, it's never hit me what a ridiculous last name that is. John Turtletown. Hey, and <laughs> not, to offend, not to offend all of, of our Turtletown East Coast Turtletowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so won't you, uh, kick back, eh? You like it? Yeah. Kick back with a few of your friends, I, possibly two other ones, oh. uh, and enjoy with us 1992's Three Ninjas. They were three brothers learning the ways of the ninja. But what started as a game suddenly turned real. Those kids. You should run. You should hide. You should kick their butt. 
And now, three heroic kids are taking on one ruthless criminal. Ah! Yes! And they're determined to have the last laugh. Enjoy the ride. Three Ninjas, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Uh, okay, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was Three Ninjas. Woo! I'm just going to jump in right here and say that that was a movie... Written by a nine-year-old boy, directed by a different nine-year-old boy, starring a bunch of nine-year-old boys, four nine-year-old boys. Yeah, yeah. I have never seen a movie that was more like... It was literally that dialogue (laughs) and all the action sequences were ones that my friends and I would have imagined while playing ninjas as nine-year-olds. Yeah, it's like somebody, it's like some some rich producer's kid was like, Dad, man, brother... Me and my brother, we made a script. It's going to be awesome. Look, we just got done with our karate class. Cha-cha-cha. Look, it's a whole movie. And, and that's like, by golly, you're right. Yeah. Wait. Because uh, everything my kids do is perfect. Right. Start again. Start again, Matthew. What happens? What happened first? <laughs> so, uh, so I wrote the uh, I wrote the script while my kids were, uh, you know, right after the divorce. And, uh, you know, they wanted to take karate lessons, so I wrote it so that that bitch Jennifer just couldn't have any of their time. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, that would have worked. (laughs) So this, this movie is, uh, this movie is one of those that, like, uh, is so obviously of its time period. (laughs) It it is a 1992 movie, and it is 1992-ing as hard as possible. As hard as anything has ever 1992. (laughs) And it's it's really like, this this movie has kind of like all these elements of, because we were remembering other things in this genre, (laughs) like this has so many elements of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. yeah. all over it. It yeah. has oh, yeah. the kids use all the Ninja Turtle weapons. Like the three kids. There's are... at one point at which every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle weapon is used in a row oh, in yeah. a montage. Yeah, it's like the, I mean... size, bow, katanas, nunchucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's at least four pizzas in the movie. I yeah, think they, yeah. all they do is eat pizza. Even though Victor Wong hates pizza, I hate pizza. <laughs> yeah, um, but. And then the the three boys are obviously Leonardo, Raphael, and Michelangelo. There's yeah. no Donatello. There's no room for brains. <laughs> nobody nobody needs that nerd turtle in our movie. I tell you that much. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm so glad you remembered poor man Steven Seagal. Oh man, guy. he re- he. He's that is so the most good. apt description. Whatever you're picturing at home, that is exactly <laughs> who Mr. Snyder. I want those kids. Mm-hmm. Wait, his name is Snyder. It sounds like Shredder, but it's not. Ah. That's a bit of a stretch. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. Kids more are like dumb. a pretzel. <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of Snyder's. Mm. Dumb, uh-huh. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay, so let, let's yeah. let's well, we can get around to like a little bit of the plot. So, <laughs> like you remember, there are three. Oh yes, there there is actually a very clear plot, right? Yeah. Step by step. So, Basically, they're like you said. the The three boys they have their FBI dad, and they have their. Uh, I forgot. Their, I forgot their real names. His real name is not Rocky. That's his ninja, ninja name. name. His given ninja name. He went through ninja confirmation, right, and got his ninja name. He had a name day. A name yeah. day, uh, where he also got a priceless family heirloom, which one of which will later be just <laughs> spray painted all over. Um, In his defense, it was for life and death. For ninja reasons. For, it for was ninja for ninja reasons. reasons. 
Um, yeah, given the name by his, quote, Japanese grandfather. Played, played by Chinese-American by... actor Victor Wong. <laughs> and at some point early on, they just bring over a picture of their Japanese grandfather and a woman. And they're like, who is this white lady? And they're like, oh, that's your grandmother. That's all you get. Oh, there we go. For the fact that they are supposedly supposed to be one quarter Japanese. Well, because then what's even better is we later meet their half Japanese mother, not played by an act- no. actress. As full on bullshit whitewashing <laughs> right there. And she even says, she, yeah, what is it in reference to? Oh, why, why do you defend your father so fiercely? I don't know. I guess it's just my Japanese inside coming out. <laughs> Asian side. Is her Asian side? Did she say That's Asian? Even worse. Yeah. Oh god, I blacked. I, I just. I just. She doesn't even care. About she said it. Which... I feel like all four of us, all three of us, face planted. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my. It's just my Asian side coming out. Oh yeah, because you know Asian people—they're the only ones who care about their parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, and also, I care enough about my heritage to be strongly tied to the traditions of keeping, you know, tabs on my father, but not enough to say my Japanese heritage, right? Just my Asian heritage, <laughs> you know, the Eastern part of me, the real Eastern part. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. She really does care about that. Ninja mindset. Yeah, that like, oh man, the 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 because amount of Eastern mysticism an... in this movie is so through the roof. Oh because you think being a ninja is hard. Try being a mother. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so they have an FBI dad, and they have a yeah. uh, uh. and grandpa, and then. So Grandpa has an enemy who is a poor man, Steven Seagal, who's also the Shredder. Who is yeah. also the person that the FBI dad is trying to hunt down. Exactly. You, you got the it's, plot so on point. It's, I, it's a I real pretty, Breaking Bad moment where the FBI guy's right there the whole time. And then uh, Arab, finger quotes. That quotes. Ter- Okay, so like, so, so like the quote unquote Arab guy rolls in and I'm like. It's a guy in a suit. Wearing, like it's obviously like what a, is that even he's called? He's wearing like the, when you think of the Saudi, Saudi princes, yeah. the sort of yeah, like it's like a bandana that is the, being held on by a headband. Yeah. I yeah. was pardon so, us, we don't. We, I feel really bad that we don't know, but don't that's know the, the name. Yeah. But that's the name of the article. What yeah. the article clothing looks like. Uh, I was so grateful the moment that he was like, "Oh, psych! I'm an FBI agent." Whoa! We're like good because okay, I was like, God. "Oh, good. Okay, so this is just the FBI. It's just the FBI being racist, not this movie and the FBI." The movie. I guess we can say that that's the case because he rolled in, and I really thought because I have no trust that this movie has any like (laughs) idea what it's doing. Your trust would have been vanquished right away. (laughs) Truly thought that that was actually what they thought a representation of like a Saudi prince was. They have a they they have a white woman pretending to be half Japanese who says, "I guess it's just my Asian side." This movie has a lot. (laughs) There's a lot of layers going on here. There's a lot to dissect. Um, so, and speaking, okay, I want to talk for a moment about the scene with the Saudi, the FBI agent yeah. describes the Saudi prince. Uh huh. Um, they, the FBI drives in in their black vans, and there's there's our shredder guy, and he's dressed in a suit with his yeah. ponytail, with his Steven Seagal ponytail, with his 90s and he's power tie. flanked by two guys in full ninja costume, <laughs> full ninja costume. My, my goggles over their face eyes. covered, goggles over their my eyes. My question is, katanas. Do you believe? that the FBI has ever had to confront men dressed as ninjas. <laughs> I think in this world they have to confront men dressed as ninjas all the fucking time. <laughs> let me let me just let me jump in by just saying this. I don't want to get too political. I think there are things the government can't tell us, and that's fine. 
if they're fighting ninjas all the time, that's none of my business. Sometimes I don't know. Keep it as safe from them. I don't know who else. You fight ninjas. (laughs) I don't know who else Al Qaeda has been recruiting. They may have some gladiators back there. I don't know some American gladiators. I, or no, or were you thinking gladiators with the with the Maximus mask? All on? of it. I'm thinking, <laughs> like yeah. three hundred. Yeah. yeah. So there's a point uh, when the when we first had our confrontation between Shredder and uh, Grandpa Ninja, and <laughs> and Shredder is like, Grandpa Ninja, you taught me how to be a ninja. Why don't you teach my men how to be ninjas? Which they desperately need him to. They do really need. <laughs> He has like 400 ninjas at his beck and call, and they are all terrible. What this tells me is that Snyder is a much better doer than he is a teacher. He can really pick things up, but he cannot convey information. Because his ninjas are terrible. They're the worst. Like, uh, these boys, these these three kids, well, were all, all like all blue belt. Yeah, all let's, let's, like, they we... were like level three yeah. Can we real quick just each take a crack at how old these ninjas were? Because we know Tum Tum, Tum Tum, the youngest, named go, for his a- go, he's like ample appetite. Old. I feel like Tum Tum's six. I was going to say six. Maybe. I feel like he's younger than eight. I feel like Colt was maybe nine, and I think Rocky was ten, but I think that other I, kid I, is six. I think Rocky may have been like 11, yeah. like oh. in the tweens yeah. area. He could have been Stranger Things like age. I think he's like sixth grade. Oh. Th- Ooh, he has, he's, a, he's, a middle, he's a middle school boy. You yeah. saw, yeah, you got just like the first touches of that angst yeah. in him. Although Colt was way angstier. Colt was programmed to have well, angst by he the was, script. Well, he was the middle kid. He was the So raft. I think he was written as the middle kid. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, because he's totally the middle kid. Uh, the middle kid in Home Improvements, the exact same way. Like, oh, to always have to oh, like yeah. snub my nose at the man. Hey, don't Actually, throw Rock- JTT under the bus. Here. I was gonna say Rocky is kind of like like the kid who played Rocky. Yeah. Is kind of like discount Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Jonathan yeah, oh, he's, he really. He's not the oldest one. The blonde guy's the oldest the, one. Yeah, is, uh, Zachary Ty Bryan. Biff. Oh, I take it back. I don't know yeah. his real name. Um, that would be great. So Snyder, the discount shredder, is established as a millionaire because of quote karate studies classes. Yeah, karate <laughs> studios. But he says, <laughs> he says to Grandpa Ninja, he's like. You should have joined me in my karate studio venture, and he was millionaire. Yeah, and his and karate grandpa's like that's blood money, (laughs) blood money. What's going on at these karate studios? (laughs) Yeah, are they are students dying on the way through their belts? (laughs) Well, obviously, considering that the good ones were the ones that we ended up seeing in this movie, the bad ones probably all died. (laughs) Probably accidentally seppuku. What is that? Seppuku. Seppuku. Yes. Sorry. All right, kids. (laughs) <laughs> Only one of you moves on to brown belt. <laughs> Take it all bets. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Yeah, so that was the winner of each group. Yeah. That, it's not so a good it strategy. Like, oh, it's not So producing. it was like 200 different classes. Made his 200 minions. Made his, yeah, his 200 minions. He should have gone minions, through another round of And those were the best guys. <laughs> yeah. Man, he's... <laughs> maybe he's got to pick better neighborhoods for these studios, but well, he's not I getting mean, A-grade talent. At the very end, when we when we see some with their faces off, there's like some 45-year-old guy in there that looks like he could be a suburban they all post, look like They all look like... Sh- worker. Yeah, they all yeah. look like shoe salesmen. Yeah. Or- I'm pretty sure one of them none of was them have, a professional hockey player. Yeah, like none of them, none of them have any sort of like bodily, like physique 
that <laughs> makes them look like they should yeah. be fighting at all. No. Right. They, they all look like a bunch of dads. And I guarantee you none of those ninjas could see out of those masks. They were all fogged up all the time. Yeah. Uh, like real low quality plastic. Okay, and so another thing that's really funny is this movie is filled with, like, poor man's versions of everything. So you mentioned Jonathan Taylor Thomas, poor man Steven Seagal. There's also poor man's Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. Looking like he fell right out of Beverly Hills Cop. He even talked with a little bit of yeah. Eddie Murphy kind no, of no, no, hey, man. The director, Let's the nine-year-old nine <laughs> boy director here. came in and he's like, I want Eddie Murphy in my movie. And he's like, all right, son, I'm going to find out. Eddie Murphy's like, fuck off. And he's like, oh, okay, uh... Oh, an Eddie Murphy impersonator. Yeah, we go. Like, it truly was an Eddie Murphy impersonator. <laughs> yeah, and then he tells his nine-year-old son who wrote the movie, that's Eddie Murphy, and the kid just thinks that's the case. Oh, I am nice. completely convinced that this is how this movie was made. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those kids think that's actually Tigger when they go to Disney yeah. World. That's true. Kids are morons. <laughs> and this movie was made for them. Like, I kind of feel like Eddie <laughs> Murphy should them. sue, because that was a... And you know, you know who else... Should sue Bill and Ted. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, Bill and Ted. Laura, take slash, us Okay. So we meet the uh, the son, no, or the the nephew of like the, the Snyder's the, like Snyder's accountant. Yeah. Who is who is kind of like poor man's like Randy Newman. Oh yeah. my god. Not Randy Newman. Paul Newman. Paul Randy Newman. Newman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get them kids. <laughs> okay. I would like to see poor man's Randy Newman in this Snatch movie. Snatch him up, like, <laughs> Sell him good. <laughs> so we meet them as they are uh, holding up a grocery store and they're the just... The nephews of bad guy accountant. They are... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, Fester they, and his two lackeys. Fester and his two lackeys. They are Bill and Ted doing Bill and Ted better than Bill and Ted. Oh, way better. We we like, immediately wanted to see a spinoff movie about just these three henchmen doofuses. You guys, can, this movie's worth watching. What? It really is. Don't do it sober, but <laughs> yeah. like it's really worth watching. And I think I think that the real the crown jewel here is rip off Bill and Ted. <laughs> I think I think you're right. I think Fester and his lackeys, the boys who <laughs> When you say Fester, is that his actual name? That's his name. That's oh, his, name. his name is Fester and the other two guys' names are both dude. <laughs> yeah. They just did. We should do a we should if we ever watch this movie again, we gotta get a count of how often these guys say dudes mm-hmm. and how often the ninjas say aya oh god a million <laughs> because times because the aya count in this movie the is, is like at, at least, least a thousand full, a thousand at least a thousand if you make it a drinking game people will die <laughs> yes that is so certain do not in play the first the montage they will die yeah Every there's there's at least a thousand punches or kicks thrown in this movie, and each one is accompanied by an aya. Some Aya-ya. things that aren't even actual attacks, I think, no. are accompanied anytime, by aya. Anytime any of the children move a limb, they just <laughs> yeah. say aya aya. <laughs> okay, so poor man's Bill and Ted's. So poor and the man's Bill they're and worth Ted. the price of admission. Oh, absolutely. They roll in and decide that they're going to. Um, they have Kid- to kidnap the kids, because, and if they don't kidnap yeah. the kids by midnight, they die. Like, Shredder is going to kill Shredder's them. Gonna kill Shredder's going to kill them. Shredder's going to kill them. And um, Although, that actually might have been better than what ended up happening to them. Right. <laughs> okay, so wait, one second. Is this because Shredder knows his ninjas are totally terrible that he puts kidnap these kids in the hands of three idiots well, he's never met? Let's let's just bring up a small point of order here. When, <laughs> when, his, when, biz, when bad guy businessman says, hey, we can use my nephew's He's run messages for us before. 
First of all, that's no qualification for <laughs> yeah, kidnapping. A courier is yeah. qualified. Oh, he for ran. Kidnapping? He ran a message so he can apprehend and abduct a small child. Great. And three children who three we've children. seen kick ninjas' asses before. That's true. And he, he knew they're they dangerous. They seen, seen them it. be dangerous. So. <laughs> Not a only ninja that, should never be too overconfident. But rule number one, a ninja never starts a fight unless he knows he's going to win. Which, which is, is what makes uh, poor man Shredder not a true ninja. Nope, because he just starts fights left and right. <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> um, they send him... <laughs> first of all, yeah, in no way qualified to do a kidnapping. Um, but also, then Snyder is like, have they studied the Eastern philosophies like the rest of our... First of all, Snyder, maybe spend more time instructing on martial arts and less time making people read The Art of War because <laughs> right. your ninjas are getting their asses kicked right. all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, no, the three potheads have not studied. Actually, they probably have studied Confucius at one point. Right, just to sit around like, dude, what is the nature of being, bro? Have you read the Dhammapada? <laughs> dude, I spent, dude, yeah. I spent two weeks, uh, like two weeks in a sweat lodge, man, like smoking peyote. <laughs> So they roll into the house by uh, masquerading as pizza men. Mm-hmm. And um, I love this. That's never pizza been suspicious. Men. Yeah. And uh, they they gain entry by shoving a scalding hot pizza onto the face of the like old decrepit Babysitter. babysitter who was wearing curlers in a closet hair for no reason. <laughs> and came over in a nightgown, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which is and was she like looks like a Saturday morning cartoon commercial yeah. idea of um, everything babysitter. in this movie was a Saturday morning cartoon commercial <laughs> version. This, it, this hey kids, is your babysitter lame? Shove <laughs> <laughs> a pizza in her face. Pizza blast. Nineties. <laughs> <laughs> so they roll in and the kids and this is when the, the weirdest the weirdest convention of this movie occurred, which is it seems like when the kids decide to do something together or make decisions or make actions together. Time stops. They can freeze time. They're time They can freeze fucking time. I I counter with this. (laughs) They're so well trained in the art of ninjutsu. That we think it's long. Yeah, it seems like seconds to us, but it's like hours to them. They're just communicating. (laughs) Right. We're at goon level speed. We don't have ninja powers. We don't have a Japanese grandpa. I just got my white guy brain. I don't have any Japanese blood supercharging it to ninja (laughs) speeds. Man. That can turn oh. anything around you into a weapon, <laughs> even jelly beans. That's that's the whole tenet of the ninja, oh. if you're supposed to believe this movie, which I don't recommend. So in in the intervening 15 seconds that uh, they don't get found... Well, I guess the the Bill and Ted ripoff uh, trio do take time to sit down and eat an entire pizza together. Yeah, not afterwards. knowing that they've been observed... Yes. Breaking in and toting guns and scalding pizza. They're just like, oh man, abducting is way better than armed robbery. I never got a pizza at an armed robbery. <laughs> Wait, which of course, there's one thing. So there's one cup of Coke, which later gets used in a really silly diarrhea joke by putting K-O-Pectate or something in this guy's... I think or it, X-lax. Was, lax, it was... Or yeah, 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 some sort of called, laxative. It was called like... L- Colon blow. I wish, I wish. But it, yeah, it was like laxate or something. Yeah. So these guys eat an entire pizza without once touching that Coke? Yeah. <laughs> right? That was a full Coke. I would have, I would have. They were long, saving it. Maybe it's because I'm tum-tum in this situation, <laughs> but I would have a long taking down cold. that entire uh, Coke. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I'm Rocky. I'm 
I'm good to a you fault. Guys, we, are we are the three ninjas. ninjas. You're yes. you're smooth and steady. Yeah, and solid rock. And you're like you're aggressive, wild, and free, like a cult. And I I come in with the jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know whose face is going on what face on the poster. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. This is like a lifelong dream to be cult. I can't tell you. I watched this movie so much. Oh my god, you're totally the cult in our group of three. Oh, I'm so angsty. Uh, <laughs> so so our our three surfer dudes, one one of which who looks like the character from Eastbound and Down. Yeah. He's, he's got the little goatee mm-hmm. and the mullet. Steals the show. Just steals he's it. He's the best. Let's let's take an actor moment on this guy. He was so committed and completely understood oh, yeah. what he was doing. He totally understood this movie and his role in it and exactly how to play this. Yeah. And it was like so great. Uh, this guy's actually really? got out to be a character actor in a million things. Awesome. So good. I want to so watch his entire catalog. That leads category. into the project catalog. that I he just He was in thought. Last Resort. He was in National Lampoon's Last Resort. That's where I've seen him. He's the main character in National Lampoon's Last Resort. He's a main character oh in God. something? Oh, I can't fantastic. wait till we do National Lampoon's Last Resort. I watched that. It was one of the early movies Comedy Central bought. I watched it so many yeah. times on fledgling Comedy Central. Is that the one where they go? they go to a... A they must nude. have made it. Yes, they made yeah. it. They made it for like 50, bu- 50 bucks. <laughs> it's the cheapest <laughs> wide release movie you'll ever see. So when when routing these uh, three dudes, this is when the Home Alone sequences happen, mm-hmm. and you know it's the Home Alone sequences because it starts with Cole doing the Home Alone cheek slaps. The, <laughs> ah, like this oh, movie no. takes slap. This movie literally is bits and pieces from every nine year old's favorite movie. They're like, I want Steven Seagal to be the bad guy, yeah, and I want uh, Mr. Miyagi from from the Karate Kid to be Grandpa, <laughs> and I want and uh, like and now here's the thing where they're like, I want you know Eddie Murphy from Beverly Hills Cop. He's gonna be the <laughs> friend of the dad <laughs> yeah, let's get bill and ted in there yeah oh right exactly yeah and here's where things start to or get point real break. weird because you think it's gonna be like you know slapsticky and fun mm-hmm. until <laughs> they legit start strangling they choke like two, guys. two of them yeah like and i'm not saying for a second he is in a noose Tied to a thing for a good 10 minutes of the movie. Like yeah. hanging there. He's getting the hanged. The other kid has, what is that called? Like the Calipers. T- calipers. Calipers. Like the, uh, yeah. Log movers that you would use a, in, a, in a fire, a fire nice. iron set. The middle, uh, Colt has that around his neck. Around pretty boy surfer yeah. dude. Yeah. About pretty boy surfer oh dude's God. neck the entire Life time. Like from the crow. It was freakishly uncomfortable like we, we all were cringed like somebody's going to really get hurt this yeah, is dangerous we were in a situation where it's like these children are about to become full-fledged murderers and they're laughing about it they're yeah, having a good time yeah and they're time. just chill as fuck what do you guys think the actual like if this movie had actually happened how many people did each of these ki- children kill Oh god! I was trying to. I was like trying to watch, and it's like they're they're real sneaky about what they don't show a lot of times. Like they show Colt like throw someone over a thing, but it's like what, I have no idea what is on the other side of that thing. We was there only anything see one there? person get truly injured, and that is when they run into Grandpa. Throws the knife. Yeah, he throws it, the knife and it, it goes doing, boing, 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 snaps it straight into shuddered. a man's chest, and he collapses. He collapses dead. It, it goes boing, right into his heart. Directly into a man's heart. <laughs> boing, 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 boing. The guy collapses dead. 
hilarious. <laughs> it is the only death oh, we oh, see. Murder. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that throwing knives that that actually kill someone came with a campy noise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I, I feel like maybe I just wasn't paying attention enough in the beginning of the movie. I feel like those campy sound effects came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, there like, were not campy sound effects in the beginning of the movie. I feel like they started like halfway into the, the robbers well, scene. Probably because at this point we were so desensitized from the fact that it had just been montages of people kicking the shit out of each other for so long. They're like, well, we got to up the ante at this, this point. movie, be warned, is mostly montage. <laughs> Laura, it's... the first thing out of Laura's mouth is, well, this movie starts with a montage. <laughs> And that montage was like four and a half minutes long. And then it's all montages. Can we also talk about the dad's like super shoehorned in forced hatred of the martial arts? Yeah. Why? Yeah. So so dad, <laughs> FBI agent dad, does not approve of the kids learning martial arts from Ninja Grandpa. And it's only through like demonstrating how useful it is for his kids to know it that he goes, you know what? I'm okay with you guys learning ninja moves now. <laughs> because it saved your life. It saved your life and allowed you yeah. to kill at, at least a dozen people. <laughs> and also, yeah, Grandpa is not very, like, discerning with what he's giving these kids. They're throwing throwing stars all over the place. Yeah, there's there's a scene where they're th- literally throwing throwing stars at people. If those ninjas didn't <laughs> dodge out of the way, there's bloody death happening. There's also, them. I really wonder, this this brings up another great moment where they throw CDs at the Bill and Ted guys. Oh, yeah. And we see... One of the best continuity errors of all. Which is obviously like, his stunt man. Yeah. It's, so um, the the Bill and Ted group is a trio. It's three guys. It's Eastbound and Down. Yeah. And then Pretty Blonde Surfer Dude. And then Long-Haired Asian Surfer Dude. Yes. Yeah. And Long-Haired Asian Surfer Dude's stunt double was a chubby white dude in a wig. In, in and like a gray see, wig. It's yeah, not even yeah, the right yeah. hair color. And we right. see him perfectly as he trips and falls into a wall. Such a, I missed that it was, I was so entertained by how he was shoving himself into the wall yeah. in such bad stuntery. Uh-huh. Like, was... Like, was the guy's stunt double, like, sick that day? And they just had to use, like, a camera grip or something? I was gonna say, yeah, like, is it, is it, like... Because it's so... This movie... Th- I will say, this movie didn't do necessarily a bad job of, you know, making good cuts. And, yeah. you know, mm. so this was just so hilariously off base that I'm like, something something had to happen here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, because he also, he face plants. So normally, <laughs> like, if this guy was not even the right race to be yeah. this dude, you would you would think he'd turn his face away from the camera but to hide. Face. But he, you see his face fully <laughs> he, go he into... He mean mugs it. <laughs> yeah. Just right on. And yeah, and like... He's like, I, it's time for my close-up. It's so bad, I expect him to have a, a pair of headphones and a clipboard in his yeah, hand. Yeah, like, he's, like he's the AD. Yeah. Uh, so this is a movie that you will, if you, you need to have your hand hovering over the... rewind 15 seconds to jump back (laughs) boop boop because there's enough things in this movie where we all went whoa 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 wait did you guys see that (laughs) this movie has like a million wait did you guys see that moment a middle yeah a million little things where you're like why didn't you just reshoot that (laughs) yeah you're in a hallway it's not an expensive uh, yeah there's a moment where the mom goes good night kids and she closes the door and as she closes the door her earring just falls off this big chunky gold (laughs) earring falls off for everyone to see no, we got it. We're in the can. Moving on. 
We'll get it in editing. All right. They didn't. They didn't. So. I feel like plot-wise, we've reached the we climax. Totally, we've we've ninja kicked this shit so, out of oh, it. So, oh, so important. So the yeah. Bill and Ted uh, group does not succeed at their job. We won't spoil all those antics. For yeah, them. no, you got to go watch them. Um, and uh, so they bring in the big guns, which is the massive dude that oh, comes. Oh, odd job! Literally the guy who played odd job. He's right? literally he's literally the actor who played odd job in in James mm-hmm. Bond. And he comes in, and the you know he's just gigantic, and he's there with bad guy businessman, and yes. he's bag, a bag, bad guy, yeah, bad guy businessman, and they're like, oh my god, how are we ever gonna? Because they all try and beat up the guy, but he's so big that none of their moves work, and uh, then Grandpa appears in the rafters magically <laughs> and says. Remember the dummy, and there's a flashback to an uh, earlier Sorry, scene. I have to interrupt you. That is the second time that they meet Oddjob. The first time is in the house. Oh, when he just clobbers them. He, yeah. yeah. Colt he takes, takes him, and he's just So like, they Ugh. get a second for redemption right? Yeah. when Grandpa reminds them to basically kick him in the balls. Right, because earlier in the scene, the ver- and I actually had written this down, the, the movie is about 25 minutes in before the first joke they try actually lands. <laughs> and the joke is Grandpa Ninja's training the three ninjas how to these secret deadly points that if you hit somebody on their body, they will not recover. They don't want to fight anymore. So these are like the secret places to punch people. And he basically indicates where your lymph nodes are, like under the arms, (laughs) in the neck, or in the balls. Yeah. And so uh, then he like walks away. He's like, now practice on the dummy. And while Colt and Rocky have an argument about nothing in particular... Tum Tum just comes down and just repeatedly kicks the dummy in the balls, like lighting up its nose operation style. <laughs> and it's just this wonderful little side gag that you would potentially miss. Because right. every time, yeah, the, the lights have a beautiful ding sound yeah. with them every time. Like he's winning a game at a carnival. Uh, so we so so that flashback shows when they're facing off against Oddjob. And they're all like, oh yeah, hit him in the... In the right space. Light up the eyes, boys. Light up the eyes. And it becomes a literal boss fight. Like, they have to hit him in the red zones to damage the otherwise immune boss. And they succeed. They totally do. Shocker, guys. K.O. K.O. And they end it with a super effective picking up your younger brother and using him like a battering ram. Right. To the stomach. Because we all know that chestnut. That, that's super a great Super useful. Super great move. Grandpa was proud. Uh, and so this this brings up the fact that the actor who plays Tum Tum is so terribly bad. <laughs> I loved him. <laughs> he is he's adorable. He's, he's adorable. He's the cutest six year old that's ever been six. Well, but. I think that's why I think that's why I liked him a lot more than the other two kids was. He was just too young to try to take himself seriously. He, I feel like he basically was just handed candy and just told, like, hey, you're a ninja. Here's some candy. Act like a ninja. And the kid's just like, I'm got that. This kid's like, I'm making $500. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm going to buy a Nintendo with this money. My parents haven't talked to I'm each other in years. I'm going to buy 10 Nintendos with this money <laughs> to fill my sad life. Yeah. I don't have actual friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Tum Tum. He was great. Um, but yeah, so we've reached the point where they've they have decimated all two hundred ninjas that they now. meet inside of the ship. They beat them because they're they're hiding in a destroyer under siege. This yeah. is the under siege reference because he's totally Steven Seagal Shredder oh on the under God. siege boat. You're right. Yeah. 
so this, I mean, okay. And so they, he squares off against Ninja Grandpa. He manages to beat but not kill Ninja Grandpa. And with a pepper bomb, something we've seen the ninja boys use themselves. Right. So you can't even say it's a dirty move because oh. they used it against Bill and Ted. It's totally. True. It's in bounds. It's, in <laughs> it's totally. Yeah. Uh, and but then thankfully, FBI dad shows up, which goes on to show that guns are more important than ninjutsu because it's the FBI's uh, guns that save them. Yeah. And he just one shot shoots him in like the shoulder shredder. Yeah. Shred- not a vital area. Shoulder, and then. He's down, and every single one of the ninjas that used to have katanas but now have AR-15s just place their guns down and accept that they're going to get arrested. The other fun thing is that all these ninjas, more than we could easily count, just watched their big, like, buff, odd job guy whose character name I think was Rochester, if I saw it right. Okay. Okay. Something weird like that. Uh Uh-huh. they just watch him get his ass kicked, and then when he's down, when he finally passes out, then they all draw their snub-nosed revolvers. Oh, they all have they all have snub-nosed revolvers. <laughs> the ninjas all pull out snub-nosed revolvers. That's amazing. Because they're all from the Untouchables. They just left their Tommy guns behind. So is this movie? <laughs> is this movie like? what an AI would write if you just fed in a bunch of machine learning about like, hey, write me a script. This is what I'm going to teach you happens in movies. Well, okay, so this is what this actually reminds me of. Have either of you read Axe Cop? Because I love this Axe feels Cop. like Axe Cop. I love Axe if anyone, Cop. It, it, briefly, if you're listening to this, I highly recommend you check out Axe Cop. It's a comic strip that is written by a five-year-old and illustrated by his very talented 29-year-old older brother. And... It is so funny because the, the, he's like, all right, so what do, you, what do you want to write about? He's like, I want to write about a cop who chops people's heads off with an axe and rides around on a dinosaur. That's exactly what this movie and this is. this movie is like yeah. asking a nine-year-old, all right, what movie you want to do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my juice box. I like your idea of putting all the stuff into a machine and getting yeah. this product out the other end. I'm yeah. going to call it product. It's like, it's like feed in all of the 80s and or the early 90s yeah. and then hit uh, make it PG. It's like, can a monkey with a typewriter write Hamlet? No, but he probably could write Three Ninjas. <laughs> he may have. He may have, actually. And, you know, speaking of that, I'm like, is there anything in this movie? What if this movie, if you had to remake it, and you have to remake it. I'm going to. Uh, it, what if this would you change? Oh, man. Uh, Not a thing about the burglars. I'll tell you that much right now. Well, I would maybe not actually get so close to them dying at the hands of a child. Well, yeah, okay, take out the strangling, sure. (laughs) But, you know, if I could get those same three guys today, I would do it. Matter of fact, just sidebar, I think we should try and crowdfund a spin-off movie about just about those three guys. Oh my gosh, and see yes. if we can get the actors. Just call it dudes. Just call it dudes. <laughs> about what happened after they got their asses kicked. I really hope they're just still hanging out in Venice too. Beach. Okay, we gotta write this. They're living in Venice Beach <laughs> because their ninja accountant grandpa or uncle yeah. is in jail. He's in jail. Oh man. And they're just oh. living in his house. This is so good. <laughs> they're just living in his Beverly Hills. And estate. they got out of there before the FBI ever got even called. Yeah. So yeah, they're fine. Oh, this is yeah. great. Uh, Laura, Sorry. is there any part you would change? I don't think I would change anything, but I would make a sequel. Uh-huh. And I would oh, make... lucky for you, there are sequels. I know, but I would make my own sequel. I would find the nine-year-old that wrote this. <laughs> and that person would now be about 35 or 40. 
And I'd be like, gun to your head, you're writing another one. And it's about them as adults. <laughs> the three ninjas and now. And all of the, yeah. And, and all of, every single character is back. You will write me this movie. Please, with a dinosaur. <laughs> what, what, are the, what are the three ninjas, what do they grow up to do? What occupation do you think adult Rocky, Rocky. what do you think adult Rocky has been Tibbles? Uh, adult Rocky uh, is... See, I feel like I feel like he's a ninja trainer. I don't think so. I think he. I think Rocky lost his passion for it. Oh, I think yeah. I think Rocky went to on, that girl to yeah, Italy. He's like he's like a sports trainer or something like. He's a physical therapist. That's <laughs> he what works Rocky at Equinox. Is. He still does martial arts, but like just to like stay in shape and help his patients. <laughs> yeah, Laura, Tum Tum. Yeah, what do you think Tum Tum does as an adult? Artisanal pot edibles chef <laughs> yeah he works in a collective he's probably friends with these guys now he knows how to make that butter yeah oh yeah no he he's yeah he's, he, sells he now sells he sells to accountants nephews yeah uh oh and so and colt uh i think colt obviously is a trial attorney but not very good at it constantly <laughs> frustrated trial attorney <laughs> oh oh man so uh real quick thing so this movie made 29 million dollars no way and it was made on a budget of only two million dollars so this was a massive hold up this movie was only two million that's actually this movie sucks but that move that is impressive yes about two and a quarter million dollars to make this movie and it made close to 30 million dollars it was a massive massive success. success Yeah. And so yeah. Hence two, why there are two sequels. There are three three sequels. sequels. Are they, all the kids in all three of them? No. No. They they're, they're, I think they are in the first three, and then I think the Magic Mountain one. Magic or, Mountain. Yeah. Magic Mountain one no, is uh, yeah. High noon people. at Magic Mountain, where uh, Hulk Hogan is the villain. Oh my god. So there's yeah. rip off everyone in the first movie and then, and then Hulk Hogan who would have been actually, ripped off in at this time yeah. in 1992 when yeah. he was a big star. Uh-huh. Ends up actually being in the film. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. I guess the paycheck must have gotten better or he must have been hard up. I think it's yeah, I think a little this, bit of... And then he just the learned you can just sue Gawker and right make all the money he ever NWO wants. NWO and WCW closed down. Yeah. Was, yeah. It was a rough time. <laughs> Hitched his pony to the wrong cart or whatever, <laughs> however that phrase goes. All right, well, I think it's about time to get to the <sighs> title question. Do I still love it, Ben Tibbles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. I really thought I was going to hate it. I thought it was not going to hold up in any way. It, I got some genuine laughs out of it. And the nostalgia alone was fine. Yeah. Okay. I More haven't week. stopped laughing in three hours. <laughs> like, at this point, I have so many endorphins from how funny I thought this movie was that I can't tell whether or not I loved it because I'm like, obviously I loved it. I feel great. (laughs) You love laughing and you've been laughing. You guys, I love laughing. Um, No, this was one of my favorite horrible movies I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, I'm with you guys. Like I, I was so raring to hate it (laughs) and it is not good. It no. is horrible. not good in any way. It's no. horrible and it's problematic. And but unlike yeah. some of the other horrible movies that we have w- watched when on this show, this is a movie where I was really liking it the whole time for the for much the same reason that I loved Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh-huh. in that it's like, oh, this is awesomely campy. It's fine. Sure. You know, and I guess like 
it was really consistent with all the things about it that sucked. And so... <laughs> Going on the poster. Going on the poster. And, and with its consistency and its stick-to-itiveness, you're just like, you know what? That's, that was a choice. And while I don't agree with the choice, mm-hmm. the choice got stronger with every single repetition. And, um, you know, I... I'm I'm horribly like after saying that I enjoyed the last three hours of my life, the level of shame <laughs> that I <laughs> regret that I feel bubbling up in my body of like, oh god, I hope no one can I cut that out? Can I cut out that I said yeah, that? I hope no one's gonna hear that in the Horribly editor. ashamed. Horribly ashamed. So I and I feel like there's only actually one more question, and that is uh Ben Dibbles. Will you join us at some point in the future to watch Three Ninjas Kick Back, the sequel? Oh my sequel? god, I'd love nothing more. Can we please? All right, well, tune in uh, for a future un- episode when Ben Tibbles will be back, and we'll kick back with him. Uh, ben, how can people find you on the internet should they wish to find you? Well, I'm I'm, I'm in a number of sketches uh, with my, my production crew, 37 Robots. You can find us on YouTube. 37 robots all spelled out no no numerals uh-huh. uh or you can you can look up my most recent uh film uh the horror comedy dick ripper oh yes we've had some promotions for dick ripper is, with sean george and michael chow on is here, available so. on vimeo and uh it's worth a watch i'd say <laughs> great uh and then uh as for us you can follow us on do i still love it on the instagram and the twitter and the facebook we're everywhere do I still love it? Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes and the Google Play Store. And push that little subscribe button. Yeah. And uh, share the podcast with a friend. We spread by word of mouth, and we love that you guys are talking about the show. Let us know how you feel about it. So uh, without further ado, from Do I Still Love It, I'm Marshall James. And I'm Laura Weiss. Uh, saying, ayah, ayah, ayah.